Well, you may not know, hopefully you do, that when you give to the church, part of the money that you give goes to the work that the Mennonite Brethren do here in BC, in Canada, and around the world. Your funds support CBC College, who we had last month. Your funds support camps all across BC for kids who might not otherwise hear about Jesus. And your funds support MCC, a global organization who brings uh, the light of God. And so this morning we have the wonderful opportunity to hear from Jet Takaoka. He is the Director of Advancement at MCC. And with all the crises around the world, we thought it might be good for him to share stories with us of how the church is at work, responding with relief, development, and peace in the name of Christ. So Jet, I welcome you this morning. Oh, oh dear. Okay. I'm going off script. This is terrifying. Good morning, friends at Eagle Ridge Bible Fellowship. It is really great to be here with you, and I am so pleased to be here on behalf of MCC. Now, I like to warm the room up with a little interactive thing I do. So you're going to be the fair and impartial judge because I'm not good at this. Don't tell my boss. Uh, I, I like to start with, with sort of an interactive quiz, and there are prizes for the, for, so what I need you, Ariel, to do, I'm going to ask the question, and the first person you see to their feet, yep. ready to call out the answer, they get the prize. Okay. No pressure. First of all, I do have to say, kids, you are dismissed to kids zone. I'm so sorry. I see you all leaving anyway. Thank you. So I am here on behalf of MCC. MCC is an acronym. The middle letter C, the central letter in the acronym, MCC, what does it stand for, that central letter? Yes, you're, you're very, you come get your prize. I'm holding here the much coveted, that is the much coveted Mennonite Central Committee. There it is. Those are the other letters in case you're on Mennonite Central Committee. This is the 100th anniversary commemorative keychain. So this brings us very nicely to question number two. So there are two more opportunities. So MCCs, we celebrated our 100th anniversary last year. You probably know where this is going. In 2020. What year was MCC founded? Boy, they're slow on... Hey, Pastor David, he can do math. <laughs> 1920. There you go. Come get a keychain. <laughs> there we go. That's yours. You guys thought it was a trick question. Yeah. Okay. okay. Too one easy, one more. And this is, this is going to be very challenging. So uh, thank you, Ariel, for that warm introduction. My family name is Takaoka. True or false? Takaoka is a traditional Mennonite name. <laughs> no one's coming to their feet? Okay, there we are. Come get your key tape. <laughs> there you have it. Now, for the rest of you, there's keychains out at the table afterwards if you want to come and see me. <laughs> True story. Thank you, Ariel. Yeah, and with the whole name thing, when I, when I first saw I'm, I'm one and a half years in to my tenure with MCC, enjoying it very much. When I first was invited to, uh, 
to apply for the, for the role and to start thinking about making a change as to where I would serve, I'd said, you do understand Takoka is not a well Mennonite name. And they said, oh, that's okay. I said, if it'll help, I could change it to Tison Oka. Um, <laughs> when I'm with our Christian reform friends, I go with Taka Okstra, and that works well in those, in those settings. So. I'd like to begin with a passage of scripture. Um, I think that's always a good, a good thing to do when we're together with the family. Uh, the gospel according to Luke, chapter 10, reads as follows. I'm picking up at verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, join me for a word of prayer, if you would. Our Father in heaven, thank you for your word. It speaks to us. It speaks to us today. Thank you for this church family, for their warmth, their desire to serve you and their neighbor. Grant the words that should be spoken. Grant us all ears to hear, minds to understand, and hearts to receive. Your word we pray in Christ's name. Just uh, some help from the sound booth. What am I doing wrong that I'm clicking? Am I rubbing something I shouldn't or? Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll carry on. Uh, question, who is my neighbor? Uh, that's what I want us to think about as we think about the work today of MCC. Who is my neighbor? Next slide. And if we go back to 1920, uh, there was hard times, there was violence, there was food shortages, there was oppression in Ukraine and Russia. And perhaps many of you know the story, perhaps not, how that Mennonites here in North America, Canada and the U.S. gathered near Chicago, uh, Elkhart, Indiana to be precise, 
and they uh, had their initial meetings and formed the Mennonite Central Committee, whereby relief could be uh, brought together here in North America and aid sent to brothers and sisters across the ocean in uh, Russia and in Ukraine. And you can appreciate 101 years ago that was logistically even more challenging than it is today. And three fellows by the name of Orley, Orley Miller, Clayton Kratz, Arthur Slagle were commissioned and they went to what was then Constantinople in Turkey and from there began to reach into Ukraine and to Russia. And uh, the work we did in those days was very straightforward, food relief. So you see uh, an early photo from Ukraine of a food kitchen, of uh, a soup kitchen, feeding people, especially children, who did not have access to enough food from day to day. And the other photo was uh, in uh, international development. We talk about food security, helping people to have the capacity to grow enough nutritious food to, to feed themselves and perhaps even to have uh, surplus with which they, can, uh, which they can take to market and earn, earn an income. And what you see there is the Fordson tractors, the MCC sent about 50 or 55 of these tractors overseas to Ukraine and to Russia because the draft animals had all died in Stalin's famine and they weren't able to, to farm the land very well. So this was one of the earliest, we didn't even know the term existed, this was a food security program. And fun fact, if you happen to find yourself in Abbotsford, by all means drop by the MCC Center thrift store on Gladys Avenue, and if you go through the doors, turn right past the cashiers, there is, wait for it, a Fordson tractor there on display. We're just uh, so thrilled that that was given to us a fellow in uh, Alberta, Keegan Bartell, lovingly restored it. His dad brought it to us and we're just so proud to have that on display. Uh, just a great picture of the work that MCC did and still does. In our next slide, we didn't stop with the family. We uh, reached out, over time we began to reach out around the world as you probably know. And today we are working in more than 45 countries globally. Uh, we still are involved with relief, with food programs, clean water initiatives. Uh, we help refugees, both uh, refugees who've fled the countries and internally displaced people because of conflict or climate or, or uh, other catastrophe. We are involved with education and of course, in our Anabaptist tradition, peace. We work for peace wherever we can. So my neighbor might be the family could be the person right beside you in the pew or in the chair who for whatever reason is in need today. My neighbor could be my family. Next slide, please. My neighbor might be my neighbor. So uh, I was so happy, Ariel, that you uh, identified for us that MCC works globally and locally. And uh, we do a number of things. And of course, we all remember last fall, just those devastating November rains, which came down so fast, so much, all that water, nowhere to go. We could literally see it uh, on our way to work. Uh, I wondered, uh, the, the one day I went in and I watched the water rising in the ditch and I thought, boy, this Highway 1 might not be the best place to be. Should I even be going this direction? And it's almost as if the, the water stopped 
almost at our doorstep, it seemed, less uh, just over a kilometer away from our offices. But you know, neighbors reached out to neighbors, and here in BC, there was such a, a generous outpouring from good people like yourselves from many of our Mennonite churches and, and beyond our Mennonite churches, individuals were calling our office saying, what is MCC doing to help? So if we go to the next slide, um, we were able to work together with Arnold Community Church, with South Abbotsford Mennonite Brethren Church, with Yarrow Mennonite Brethren Church, with Yarrow United Mennonite Church, uh, Pastor Darnell Barkman in particular. Uh, we worked with the Alliance Church there in uh, Yarrow. Uh, our colleague, my colleague in the Advancement Department, Shelley Duick, um, she uh, is actually worships at South Abbotsford MB, and she just took it on herself to go down to Arnold one day uh, early on and to see what was going on. And Shelley is a good Mennonite Alberta farm girl, and if you want a job done, give it to a prairie Mennonite farm girl, I've always said. Uh, <laughs> literally helping to tear out gyprock and wet insulation, and we just worked. Uh, soon enough, we got on the phone, and uh, my boss, Wayne Bremner, our executive director at MCC British Columbia, was on the phone with Ross Penner in Winnipeg. Ross is the director of MDS, Mennonite Disaster Service. And you may be aware, or perhaps you don't know, that typically MDS would take the lead on behalf of Mennonite churches and conferences uh, responding to domestic disasters, so fires, floods, things that happen here at home. Uh, and typically, MCC is looked upon to respond to international crises. But people were looking to us, and in some ways we have a, a bit more uh, presence, especially in the Fraser Valley. And so we were able early on to partner with MDS and with community churches, and Shelley actually is just finishing up uh, tomorrow, she's coming back to MCC, we seconded her to MDS. So we were able to share the finances that were given for flood, flood relief to MDS. We gave personnel in the person of Shelley. MDS is largely volunteer run and, and uh, organized, and they were still helping with some of the wildfire recovery from last summer, Lytton, for example. And um, there, there's a lot going on in our province, isn't there? But churches and individuals responded, they looked to MCC, they looked to MDS, and quite honestly, I would say this was us at our best. A community of neighbors helping our neighbors. I think I have one more slide. So uh, we have rebuilt four homes in the valley. Uh, we've got a couple more ongoing, and I'm not sure about that number 54. I've actually heard a couple different numbers. For, I'm very confident of the number 37, but perhaps it's greater than I was told. Um, 37 and approximately 20 to 25 of those were just mucking out and cleaning up, and then the rest were complete redos. Um, you can appreciate water damage, and especially water that's left sitting. Sometimes you've got to tear the whole thing down to studs and start over, and that's what we were able to do. A couple of our MCC British Columbia board members, Jerry Grinnell and James Taves, went to Princeton to help out there. This was neighbors helping neighbors. This was us doing a good thing together, and you helped make it happen. 
And if we go to our next slide, so my neighbor might be the family, my neighbor might be my neighbor, and my neighbor might be on the other side of the ocean. And uh, Ethiopia is near and dear to my own heart for a number of reasons, having been there, I think, six times now, but also near and dear to the heart of MCC. We've worked in Ethiopia uh, for the better part of 70 years, I understand, and uh, working very closely with the Mennonite Church in Ethiopia. Ethiopia. The Mezzaretta Christos Church is the Mennonite Church, which is actually a great deal larger by way of uh, members and adherents than the Mennonite Church here in Canada even. Um, and uh, just a glance at one area we, we work at, clean water is such a big deal in so many places in the world, and Ethiopia is one of those places. And I can tell you this from firsthand experience, it's, it, it boils down to this, no pun intended, it, it comes down to this. If a community has access to clean water, they can build a future. If they do not, they cannot. It's, it's, it's that binary, it's that simple, it's that black and white. And so MCC has been able to help many, many communities and hundreds of thousands of people over the years to access clean water. And just, just one of uh, three water initiatives current this year is in the West Omo region in southern Ethiopia. I've traveled there. Uh, and you need to understand it's not a lack of water. It's a lack of access to clean water is the issue. And there, in this one project, we're highlighting here three communities, Sisi, Goricha, and uh, Cherebe, three communities, 70,000 people are going to gain access to clean water. And, and it's not just the clean water, it's all the things that come with the clean water. If there's clean water, health outcomes improve immediately and dramatically, everything from stomach parasites to cholera and dysentery and even malaria because there'll be less standing water from in which uh, mosquitoes can breed. Um, and with improved health, especially for children, it means families, particularly the moms, have more time and energy to do more productive things. So uh, uh, food and income improve when there's access to clean water. And education is improved because sick children don't go to school. And girls who have to walk to get water, and it's, it's girls and women's work. Many times you'll see the boys and the men out tending the herds or the flocks of goats or cattle, which are often communal. So the, there's a division of labor there, but it is a girl's work to go get water. That's just the way of it. Well, if you're walking every day one or two or four or six kilometers in the heat to fetch dirty water that's helping you to stay sick and weak, you're not going to school. But if you can get clean water, and if you can learn about health and sanitation, well, then you can go to school, and life changes dramatically. I think of a woman, her name is Shankote Elishe, in a, in a community in southern Ethiopia, not that far from this, this area. And we were there visiting her and, and her community, and they were fetching water from uh, an open spring which poured into, you know, trickled, into a ditch, and then all the, the whatever is above ground could flow into that ditch, and the animals were in the vicinity, and it was dirty water. 
And I don't think I'll forget. I hope I never forget. She stood there and she looked at us and she said, we live like animals. We want to live like people. And so when we bring clean water into community and all these changes begin to happen, people live like people and life is transformed. I think we have one more slide showing and there's, uh, there's one of the pumps at uh, one of the previously completed systems. I believe that's Inauguration Day. And I can tell you those are, ex those are exciting moments when we see that happen. And we'll advance uh, to the next slide. My neighbor might be on the other side of the world. They might be uh, another continent. And of course, uh, Ukraine is in the news. MCC is responding. Uh, we're troubled, we're saddened, we shed tears, we pray, we pray daily, we work for peace, and we want peace. We know this is a fallen and broken and sinful world, and you don't need to watch the television news or whatever your source is for very many minutes to realize our world is in turmoil. But we are helping in Kharkiv, one of the cities that's sadly been in the news, especially the last week or two. Uh, early on, our, uh, our MCC partners were helping to evacuate people who uh, were not that mobile or perhaps more vulnerable, who needed a place to go. So we helped them move to smaller towns and villages with at least some prospect of being safer. Um, we're being very cautious about names and places just so as not to call undue attention to people who are doing good work in very difficult circumstance. I hope you can appreciate uh, why we would keep it a little bit quiet. Uh, but there is a place not that far from Kharkiv, they call it the House of Hope, and it's become a place of refuge where people who need to be somewhere other than in the path of all the violence can go. And so we're, we're involved there. Uh, next slide, please. Um, Uman is, is a smaller city, sort of central Ukraine. And if you find it on the map, it's like the uh, confluence of several major roads. And so it becomes a, a transit point. And we happen to have MCC partners there. And just as we did 101 years ago, we find ourselves feeding people who don't have enough food, we're providing fuel, we're providing medicine and medical supplies. I mean, I've never lived it. Uh, I don't know if any of you have or if you've seen it firsthand, but to have to leave everything behind in a moment's notice and go anywhere other than where you are now, seeking refuge, and hence the word refugee, just seeking refuge. But MCC, we, and I, I can say this, uh, you've already seen it. We have, we have colleagues, we have partners in place. We are able to get financial resources there. Uh, obviously, it's a fluid situation. It evolves by the day. So a great deal of the work is ad hoc. We respond as we can in the moment. And uh, our colleagues at MCC Canada and Winnipeg are working very hard to come up with a longer-term plan. We believe that sooner or later, it won't be this violent we pray it will be sooner. 
And when the moment is right, we, we are well-resourced now because of generosity from friends uh, here at home. Um, uh, uh, so many, in fact, we've had, I can tell you this, just in the month of March, MCCBC, we had 500 people make a first-time gift to MCC so that they could respond in some way to the crisis in Ukraine. We've had entire churches uh, pack our relief buckets, the five-gallon uh, buckets that you put uh, toothpaste and toothbrushes and towels and sanitary products and soap, just so people on the run can have those basic supplies, and those are being distributed. We'll look at the next slide, please. Uh, and we're just there alongside people. And you know, in, in all of our work, it's not just giving something to someone, it's not just a project, it's showing up and being there and being that neighbor and being that willing ear, being sometimes literally the shoulder to cry on. I talked to a friend, Mennonite friend, lifelong second, if not third generation farmer uh, in Yarrow. He said, you know, Jet, a hundred more meters and I'd be dry. A hundred meters from here and we'd be dry. But as it is, I lost the entire second floor of my barn and everything in it. Um, house ha will have to be gutted. This was when the water hadn't gone down yet. And uh, I don't say this lightly and I'm not making a joke to hear a lifelong, hardy, seen-it-all-done-it-all Mennonite farmer be brought to the edge of tears with his voice cracking. And he said, Jed, it's not the barn. We're going to rebuild this. It's not the money. It's where do we even start? So for us, for you, uh, together with us, just to come alongside, and we could tell story after story like that, where people just break down, not over a bucket with some things in it, but because they know someone cares. In their moment of hurt, their moment of loss, their moment of trauma, someone cares. Uh, they know that they are loved. Next slide, please. And we have an opportunity to express that love uh, later this week, this coming Saturday the 7th. Um, some friends, a uh, good friend, Gerd Bartel, uh, sort of spearheading the effort, but Peace Mennonite Church is hosting an evening for Ukraine. I happen to have some tickets burning a hole in my pocket. If you're interested, you can come see me afterwards, uh, and you can also go online, and I've got some little cards with the um, QR code if you want to look it up yourself later. I'll be in the back, so there's an opportunity to respond that way. We'll go to the next slide. These words are familiar. I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick, you looked after me. I was in prison, you visited me. And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did for me. 
friends, MCC is a great organization. I am proud to be here on behalf of MCC. But you know what? This is not about MCC. This is about living out the gospel. This is about knowing who our neighbor is and responding. Responding to the call of Christ to love our neighbor as ourself and to care for the least in their moment of need. Thank you so much. Come and see me afterwards. It's great to be with you. God bless.